everybody knows that government websites and especially the DMV is incredibly complicated, hard to figure out. And with the chat, uh, TARS chatbot, we were capable, we were able to um, completely change that to uh, high completion rates. Everybody was kind of was figuring out what they needed and showing up on time and with the correct documents. And it, it really changed the game. Hi everyone, this is Aruna from the TARS team. Uh, this is a new series we're trying out where we get on a call with a TARS bot creator every single week uh, and discuss what sorts of problems they're solving using chatbots and what sorts of challenges they face to help you guys understand your bot creation process better. And in this first episode, we actually have a really, really interesting uh, person on the call with us. Um, this is Levi. He's one of the most prolific bot creators on the TARS platform. Um, and actually, Levi, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, because I won't do justice to it. Um, what, sort of, what sorts of stuff are you up to these days? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I started out with TARS about two and a half years ago, um, and, and my use case is very unique uh, because I was working in government at the time, So, and specifically the DMV, which always makes everybody laugh to this story. Um, and working in the DMV, uh, I had this unique opportunity to try and figure out a way to engage citizens better. And the way I came up with was TARS and building chatbots, um, specifically Montana's first chatbot system in government. And, uh, it was kind of a radical idea. Um, a lot of there was some naysayers and there was some people that were really interested to see where it went. And uh, essentially what happened is we revolutionized uh, the digital customer service for the DMV, um, including uh, automating um, customer feedback and automating customer questions and inquiries and filtering those straight to uh, customer service representatives um, which had a massive impact on the, our call center and um, just generally how citizens showed up to their appointments ready to go with all the correct documents um, because those processes were so complicated. Um, everybody knows that government websites and especially the DMV is incredibly complicated, hard to figure out. And with a chat, uh, TARS chatbot, we were capable, we were able to, um, completely change that to uh, high completion rates. Everybody was kind of was figuring out what they needed and showing up on time and with the correct documents. And it, it really changed the game, um, including a 15% reduction in call weight, uh, just call volume that came to our call center. Everybody. Got it. Um, so actually you had sent me a couple of examples of the chatbots you'd created. Let me see if I can share those on the screen right now. Um, yeah, for sure. So um, I guess this is the first one. This is the main DMV website. Could you talk me through what is going on over here, what the chatbot is doing, uh, what sorts of problems you are solving on, um, on, on this page with the chatbot? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, first you'll notice that it's branded pretty heavily with the bot. Um, and we have some awards that were won early in this uh, um, really in this process because it, it was it showed so much value that it took 
took home some pretty big awards in the DMV um, realm. And we, we really pushed customers to use the chatbot. And um, because of this, we saw, we, we see about 50% interaction rate specifically on this, uh, this system. And that's fantastic. And because of that, we've had thousands of five-star reviews um, from people using this, this, this instead of the main website. And it really helps customers navigate quickly to the services they want because one of the insights that I, I, I guess I kind of theorized early on is people don't want to be on a government website. They want to get to what exactly the thing they need to do and they want to get out. Um, and part of that is offering a direct pipeline for the, the user to engage, to get to those points. So that was really how the concept of this chatbot was built, uh, to drive people to exactly the services they need and then quickly and efficiently step them through how to complete those services or how to prepare for them. Got it. So uh, this bot essentially acts as a navigation system for the resources that are available on the DMV website. Exactly. Okay. Um, so one of the things uh, to note is that there is really two ways that I have seen to implement and utilize a chatbot. One is to uh, like create is lead gen, create um, you know profit for a, a company, which is where marketers fall in pretty. Uh, tight on that one. And the other one is to fill resource gaps for a company. In this case, you know, government, government organization, but really the concept is the same where we're, we're using the chatbot to fill a, a resource gap that is prolific, especially in DMVs. We just don't have the people, and hence why our call centers are backed up two hours, especially, um, you know, before the implementation of this, the call center was the only way for customers to connect with us in any capacity. And the chatbot was that resource, filled that resource gap by basically making a virtual assistant that would feel much more conversational and help people get through these services. Um, and the impact is, once again, very significant. Uh, and we can, we have, like a lot of those ratings that came in, um, tons of five star, but also we collect direct feedback from the customers. So we have a lot of um, a lot of folks saying, you know, it's so fast and easy, way better than the website. Made finding the information much better than the website. Um, so we have the most um, valuable uh, feedback of all, which is customer feedback. Got it. Um, could you give me a sense of how many people are actually interacting with this bot? Because I assume since this is on the main DMV website, you are interacting with a fair chunk of the Montana population. Also, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but um, Levi, when he's talking about the DMV, he's talking about the DMV in Montana. Yes, yes, the Montana DMV. So Montana has a population of um, just over a million but there are places in Montana that are growing rapidly, um, specifically where I'm, I'm from and live and, and work is Bozeman, Montana. And Bozeman has been first or second for the fastest growing micropolitan in the United States for multiple years in a row. Um, and that 
that office particularly has just an insane amount of traffic through it. Just so many people um, coming from out of state into the state and they need to get their licenses transferred over. Um, but at this point, the chatbot system in total has uh, had over 400,000 interactions from a population of 1 million. Um, it's very significant impact, um, very significant um, reach to the citizens. Wow. Okay. So 400,000 chats you mentioned and a population of about a million. So that's, you're potentially reaching almost half the entire population of yes. about 40%. And, and, and to put into even, uh, I guess, a, a greater number is about 800,000 of the population are eligible to drive, like have, have driver's license, own vehicles, deal with the DMV. So really, we are talking about half the population um, has interacted or, or uh, close to that has interacted with this chatbot. It is. So yeah. I'd be curious. And, and be, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, because of that, uh, in, in 2018, um, Gov, was it GovTech? Um, it's a publication about government technologies, uh, raised Montana's digital grade. And one of the reasons they raised it to a solid B uh, grade level was because of this chatbot system. They recognized the, the, the peer value that it had delivered to the state of Montana. And it was one of the main reasons for uh, a letter grade uh, upgrade for Montana. Wow. Um, so I'd be curious to know in marketing, we talk a lot about how um, you need to speak to your audience in your messaging and your copy. Um, now with, with the sorts of websites we were just looking at, um, you're dealing with people across different demographics because uh, I mean, the DMV must deal with people who are young, old, um, I mean, regardless of what someone's background is, they are interacting with the DMV. So how do you handle that as a bot creator? Um, how do you sort of create messaging copy? How do you approach messaging copy in a way that's accessible to everyone? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. And, and um, so our demographic is uh, about, you know, ages 15 to 85, maybe even older, depending. Um, so it is a significant <laughs> range. Uh, and it, it could be people from any um, type of background, uh, especially with uh, folks coming from out of state. So it's, it's really hard to say, here is a message, a focused message to reach this audience. Um, so when I, I approached this build um, initially, it helped that I have a degree in writing and I really took the angle of dialogue. I'm really just writing dialogue and I wanted to be conversational I wanted to be concise. Um, I wanted to be clear with the word choices that I used. And so I started like I've started almost any other writing project. I overwrote. I, I included way too much information. I was um, um, oversharing on everything. I was trying to make jokes and all this stuff. But after, after those initial writes, I, came, I went in and I just started hacking at the message lengths, hacking at the word usage, everything and anything I could do to shorten it to clear and, and really concise um, because my overall goal was to make services quick and simple for the citizens to get through. 
So that meant being very careful about how many um, words I was putting in front of them at any given time. You have to include important information, but at the same time, it's like, if it's not important enough, it needs to go. Um, and that was my approach. So there was a ton of rewriting in the process. Just, just, uh, and it took about three months to, to get this to production because it is, it is very complex, um, system and it, it spans a lot of different areas. And through those three months, a lot of the times I was rewriting, rewriting, rewriting and applying the tone as it changed. And as I tried to, um, tried to hit that general larger audience uh and i and i just kept working on it wow okay um so now actually moving on uh you we actually do have a second example that might be a little bit more applicable um to our audience because our audience is primarily marketers uh could you tell us a little bit about this uh website over here it's a conversational website as you can see it has a chat button in the bottom right corner as well like the previous one we were on um so what's what's going on over here? Yeah, so so um, after the initial chatbot system, kind of had this unique opportunity to build a standalone website for Montana Real ID. And if people don't know what Real ID is, uh, basically it's a federal mandate that you have to have a Real ID license or passport to fly domestically in the United States in about a year. Um, and so in Montana, it's a choice. Um, which landed us much more in the realm of marketing because it was on the DMV, which is not the DMV's strong suit, to actually sell these to the citizens. Uh, instead of just saying, here's our service, you have to use it. Now we're trying to persuade them to get a real ID um, instead of or, or on top of a passport for convenience and ease of use and stuff like that. Um, because, hey, using your driver's license was easy before, you want to keep that um, ease of use. So it was an interesting um, a place and, and really one that government isn't um, really prepared to uh, approach. So my idea was, hey, the chatbot was already incredibly effective at engaging citizens why wouldn't it be incredibly effective at engaging citizens um, for this real ID issue? So like right here, um, the automated checklist to make sure that you have the correct documents to um, actually get a real ID. This has saved so many people so much time in showing up to the uh, office not prepared because it is so much better than a, and we have a, this website does show a traditional um, layout of the documents you need to bring. Um, and, and you can tell just from this interaction that it's not nearly as effective as allowing the person to, to go through and, and actually select the documents they have. And at the end, it tells them, yes, you are ready for real ID or no, you are not. Um, the old approach was good luck. You know, hopefully you got it right. Hopefully you read the copy right. And, um, and you were correct. And that has proven to be a terrible approach over and over and over to government um, actually it's, helping the citizen. So it's a difference between a sort of self-serve approach where a prospect or a citizen lands on this page, goes through all the information, 
uh, and tries to figure everything out in their own versus a guided approach where there's an agent actually walking them through, an automated agent actually walking them through the, um, the, the entire checklist. Exactly. Um, and it's uh, this on top of our automated fee calculator, which you were kind of messing with earlier, and is a big um, factor. I built it for this website. And then we use it on the main DMV website too, because it's so helpful. Um, this has driven so much traffic from this point right here, uh, because people select, uh, you know, I, I want to get a real ID because of that condition. We say, hey, do you want to visit the real ID website? Do you want to schedule an appointment for real ID? This feature has driven so much traffic and driven so many sales in real ID. It's unbelievable. It's been probably one of the single um, best additions. And uh, you can see, I mean, it's expensive, right? Right. Uh, could you imagine if people didn't have a transparent way to find out what the prices were and they'd show up and find out that they have to pay a $50 extra fee um, at the station? Like that, that's not going to convert. Um, yeah. So in this case, I said, hey, I mean, I went to the DMV just last week in, Cal in LA and I, there were people around me getting frustrated about the real ID system um, and how much they yep. have to pay to get it and not having the correct documents. So I can see how this would be very useful. And I guess one of the other really um, cool things that have happened is somebody reached out to me from Virginia and said, Hey, I use your website to figure out how the like basic, the general um, real ID process works. So I could figure, so I could go get it in Virginia because Virginia handles it so poorly. Um, we couldn't figure it out. So we actually wow. used Montana right. <laughs> to learn how to do it through the chat bot. That is, I mean, you can't point to any more value uh, than somebody. And, and if it were a competition, well, we just took that customer. If it, if it were the private, right. you know, private industry, just took that customer using right. a chat bot. Not the case, can't be the case with credentials, with licenses, but still it's a pretty strong, um, pretty strong, um, yeah, customer yeah. Uh, testimonial. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, this is pretty much, I mean, this sounds a lot like a marketing campaign. You're not trying to sell something. You're getting trying to get people to enroll in a government program or like get the real ID. Um, so the, the outcome is different, but you're still going for that conversion metric. You're trying to get people, you're trying to convince people um, to essentially get your product, uh, which is a government yeah. service. Uh, out of curiosity, uh, could you give us some metrics on the real ID system as well? Uh, I'm assuming it's similar. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the other thing to, to point out about this website is a lot of the elements, the web elements actually launch chat conversations. So other than just having the, the widget on the website, um, lots of elements like the, if you go down to the fees at the bottom, um, if you click cost here, it'll take you down there that hitting, clicking any of the, like calculate my cost launches the chat bot instead of taking them to another page. Um, and lots of elements throughout this do that. And because of that, our chat bot actually boasts a 60% interaction rate, um, wow. from site visitors hitting the website, 60% interact with the widget in some capacity 
and 60% uh, of those continue the interaction. So we're talking massive numbers, really massive numbers on the, um, uh, on the interaction rate. Wow. And to date, I think we have about 60,000 okay. um, conversations total that people have interacted and continued forward with. That's uh, um, yeah, that's a that's a pretty sizable number. It's not four hundred thousand, but it's it's still a lot. And um, in case you guys hadn't noticed, if you're watching this video, when I click on this, what Levi mentioned about the buttons on the regular web page leading into the chatbot, when I click on the calculate fees button over here, it actually opens up the chatbot conversation uh, where the fee calculation takes place from um, from that spot too. Curated yeah, to that, that, yeah, to that. So it skips to that point of conversation. Um, so actually, uh, I think that's a good segue. You've already touched upon it a little bit, but uh, could you tell us about the sort of value that these chatbots have been offering the um, the DMV and uh, to the citizens as well? Um, I mean, we talk a lot about conversion rate, but obviously it's going to be, I assume, measured a little bit differently or framed a little bit differently in the context of government. Yeah, for sure. So... Um, in, in the context of government, I mean, they traditionally do not make an attempt to engage citizenry, citizens, sorry, citizens at all. Um, it's very, it's very telling in the websites that you typically visit with government. There, are, it's, it's the, it's starting to change. You know, the there is that shift to citizen engagement, citizen experience, and it's slow. Um, but it's coming around um, and we were able to essentially, so the main DMV website, this is kind of important. Not, I did redesign parts of it, but not all of it. So there is still um, terrible pages with text down the page endlessly with just all this mundane references to, to laws and, and terrible ways that processes are laid out. And we didn't have to change any of that. And the reason being, because we had the chatbot there, it, okay. we left um, the websites, you know, in their, their terrible disarray. And we added the chatbot into it to supplement that experience. And because of that, it drove those numbers. Um, it, it is, the numbers are very telling. People like using the chatbot more than they like using the website. Um, uh, especially considering it's a it's a you know a, a a widget a tool on the website and it basically pulls equal to more traffic than the website itself. Um, also, the the reduction in call volume fifteen percent that's pretty significant for uh, our call center. But even more significant, a bureau within that call center uh, that deals with titles for vehicles and registration. They actually had two hour wait times before the chatbot. And when the chatbot was Im implemented, those wait times dropped to 20 seconds. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a massive reduction. Massive reduction. Um, and yeah, so they went from uh, really upsetting customers to quickly handling their inquiries and dealing with it. And that was mostly built through um, that uh, particular system that filters customer inquiries right to the representatives that handle them. Cause we used to just give out email, um, like email this, this generic uh, pool of emails and then 
people would manually sort the emails and send them to where they thought they needed to go, uh, which had a very low success rate. Um, and then we just automated it through the chatbots and it totally changed the game. Okay, so I see, uh, just to recap real quick, so you're essentially seeing value in three places. One, on the citizen side, you're improving the user experience for finding information, um, reducing frustration. Uh, and then on the government side, you're helping with the outreach campaign, so you're con helping them convey information better. Um, and as a result, see more adoption uh, of services, uh, mm -hmm. see more effective conversions from awareness on campaigns like Real ID to actual follow through. Uh, as well as um, automating a lot of human work and filling in this resource gap. So reducing call wait times, um, reducing call wait times, reducing the burden on the call center. Um, that's, that's really interesting. Um, so before we close out with this conversation, um, I wanted to touch upon your experience using the TARS Builder. Um, are there any particular features uh, that stood out to you or any, any aspect of the builder that, that helped you build out these flows? Because these are obviously very complex flows. Um, I mean, you're navigating yeah. people through uh, a whole host of different resources. Uh, and in some cases, it's, it's very complicated. So what, what, what aspects of the builder um, helped you in doing that? Um, yeah, if you can... For sure. So, I mean, one of the big ones just is how the dashboard um, handles building uh, that kind of, um, you know, GUI environment. Uh, you can you can scale um, the size of the conversation flows uh, essentially infinitely. Um, and and I always called it like a circuit board. So I get I guess I went a little more um, like math science on it instead of a flow, a conversation flow, which I get, and I actually do build certain um, features like a flow, but for, for this massive system, I took it much more like um, kind of a circuit board. And so one of the main features that seems to be like the center of the circuitry is the feedback system, um, rating and direct customer feedback that would uh, show up into my email. And I use this, uh, this is probably the single greatest feature that I implemented to evolve my chatbot. Got it. Because what uh, I thought, yeah, what I thought was valuable changed because of what the customer told me, what the citizen was telling right. me, like, hey, this isn't working for me. I want this. I need that. And because of that feedback, I, especially the first couple months that the main system was up, I was constantly adjusting. And, and listening to what the people were saying and building a better experience through the feedback. And it really, everything that happens in, in, my, in all of my chatbots, always, it's circular, always falls back on that feedback. Either use the main menu and find more resources, use it to be more successful in their visit, give them a better experience, or you know, let us know how, how the, the um, experience was even if they rate it five star, we ask for that. You know, we ask for that uh, that direct customer feedback, and we also ask them for email so we can reach out. And part of this is reputation management. So even if they give a really good rating, I'm still reaching out to that person saying thanks for the great rating. You know, I read every piece of feedback, and it matters, and we we make decisions based on that. Um, great. And that's um, why everything goes back to that for me. Yeah. 
that's a that's a far cry from any government experience I've ever had. So basically, what you were saying is the ability to 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 catch user input uh, for feedback, particularly in a structured way, uh, helps you follow up on that and and, and sort of yeah. provide a better service in the future. Um, and optimize. And the sec the second thing I would say is the fee calculator, which I think uh, a lot of marketers could actually get on board with that. Um, the fee calculator has been massive to our marketing um, of the, the real ID campaign. Uh, it's also just, it's also led to so much positive feedback too. So it's kind of tied to that feedback system in a way that it's driven so many five-star ratings for us. Um, it's, it's so much value. And that was built primarily using the API um, functionality of the TARS chatbot. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. So what I'm hearing is the structured input UIs for feedback and the API feature to uh, do things like calculations. Um, yeah. Well, it was. Thank you so much for talking to us today. This was. I think this was um, probably one of. You're probably one of the most most interesting use cases on the platform because you're using it. I mean, a lot of other people are using chatbots to sell things and generate more leads. Um, to sell actual products and services. And in your case, you are using it to help governments see more adoption in their services, which is, um, which is a form of marketing, but it's obviously catering to a much larger audience than um, yes. the other marketers yeah. on the platform. Uh, it was great talking to you, Levi. Um, it, we, we leave yeah, links to all of the websites that um, we went through and all of the chatbots that we went through on this video. Um, somewhere on this video, either in the top right or in the description below. Um, but that's it for today. If you guys have any feedback about this, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we leave our email or our contact details below this video. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it.